book of Psalms, chapter 6, verses 5 through 7. For in death there is no remembrance of you. In the grave who shall give you thanks? I am weary with my groaning. All the night make I my bed to swim. I water my couch with my tears. My eye is consumed because of grief. It waxes old because of all my enemies. And now David was in a great fear of death, death temporal, and perhaps death eternal. Read the passage as you will. The following verse is full of power. For in death there is no remembrance of you. In the grave, who shall give you thanks? Churchyards are silent places. The vaults of the sepulchre echo not with songs. Damp earth covers dumb mouths. O Lord, said he, if you will spare me, I will praise you. If I die, then must my mortal praise at least be suspended. And if I perish in hell, then you will never have any thanksgiving from me. Songs of gratitude cannot rise from the flaming pit of hell. True, you will doubtless be glorified, even in my eternal condemnation. But then, O Lord, I cannot glorify you voluntarily. And among the sons of men, there will be one heart the less to bless you. Ah, poor trembling sinners, may the Lord help you use this forcible argument. It is for God's glory that a sinner should be saved. When we seek pardon, we are not asking God to do that which will stain his banner or put a blot on his, his garment. He delights in mercy. It is his peculiar darling attribute. Mercy honors God. Do not we ourselves say, Mercy blesses him that gives and him that takes. And surely in some diviner sense this is true of God, who, when he gives mercy, glorifies himself. The psalmist gives a fearful description of his long agony. I am weary with my groaning. He had groaned till his throat was hoarse. He had cried for mercy till prayer became a labor. God's people may groan, but they may not grumble. Yea, they, may, they must groan, being burdened, or they will never shout in the day of deliverance. The next sentence, we think, is not accurately translated. It should be, I shall make my bed to swim every night. When nature needs rest and when I am most alone with my God. That is to say, my grief is fearful even now. But if God does not save me soon, it will not stay of itself, but will increase. Until my tears will be so many that my bed itself shall swim. A description rather of what he feared would be than of what had actually taken place. May not our forebodings of future woe become arguments which faith may urge when seeking present mercy? I water my couch with my tears. My eye is consumed because of grief. It waxes old because of all my enemies. As an old man's eye grows dim with years, David says, My eye is grown red and feeble through weeping. Conviction sometimes has such an effect upon the body that even the outward organs are made to suffer. May not this explain some of the convulsions and hysterical attacks which have been experienced under convictions in the revivals in Ireland? 
It is surprising that some should be smitten to the earth and begin to cry aloud. When we find that David himself made his bed to swim, however, perhaps it is not so surprising. Ah, brethren, it is no light matter to feel oneself a sinner condemned at the bar of God. The language of this psalm is not strained and forced, but perfectly natural to one in so sad a plight. 